Hi, this is Eileen Shapiro, and I'm very happy to be on Pop Culture Addicts. Welcome to Pop Culture Addicts, the weekly show that brings you interviews and discussions with people in our pop culture world. You know, that means we get to talk more about movies, more music, more video games, and more. <laughs> Don't miss a week. You never know who's going to be our next guest. So, okay, addicts, are you ready for your pop culture fix? Our guest today is an amazing rock celebrity journalist, a featured celebrity correspondent for Get Out Magazine, Louder Than War, Huffington Post contributor. She's also an author and a PR superstar. Her name is Eileen Shapiro, and we have her here to talk about her new book. It's called Waiting for Adam. And we get to follow Eileen in that book on her international quest to meet and interview her biggest obsession, Adam Ant. So I'm very happy and excited to welcome Eileen Shapiro to Pop Culture Addicts. Hello. Thank you for joining us, Eileen. Thank you for having me. Yeah, very excited to have a have an opportunity to sit down and talk with you. And I have talked a lot uh, over the last couple of months on email and things along those lines. So to have a chance to sit down and talk with you a little bit here face to face is is kind of cool. I was going to say, it's nice to have a face to the name after the, okay, so Eileen is doing this and Eileen's doing that. Now we get to see exactly. who you are. I exactly. know, and I, I feel the same way. You know, we've been <laughs> talking, it's good to like meet you. <laughs> Absolutely. Talking about your book, Waiting for Adam, it's kind of interesting to me because, you know, we all have our favorite artists, uh, whether they're singers, actors, authors, actual, you know, artists who paint and do all these really cool things or whatever it may be. Um, we all have our, our sessions. Like if I had the opportunity to sit down and talk with Eddie Vedder, my mind would blow. I just that's I'm a huge Pearl Jam fan and being able to sit down and talk with him about his career and everything. Uh, after I got done with the giggling, uh, we'd actually have a really nice conversation, I like to think. Uh, but what is it about Adam Ant that drew your attention to him, and why was he an inspiration for a book? The book actually isn't about him, but my quest to interview him, and I I had met him before, like several times. Okay. When I was growing up, I mean, Adam Ant was on MTV, and he was absolutely gorgeous, and then all of a sudden, he disappeared. And then all of a sudden, after 17 years, he reappeared, and that's what intrigued me the most, that he actually re reappeared, started his career like almost from scratch, and was then again selling out auditoriums and, and coliseums and stuff. And he he put out a book a couple of years ago called Stand and Deliver. And after I read it, I knew I had to interview him. I just knew it. So, I mean, I was always a fa big fangirl. You want to talk about fangirls? Mm -hmm. um, and um, the first time I met him, I, I didn't even know what to say to him. So, yeah. And the thing was, he had, um, I had done a review on him in a concert he did in England. And he had a, um, took like an excerpt of that review and put it on his, one of his CD covers. And I didn't know, but everyone in England knew. And all my friends were calling me and they're like, oh my God, they spelled your name wrong. I'm like, I don't care, he can call me anything in the world. <laughs> <laughs> it said something like Ellen, Get Out Magazine USA. Or, I didn't care. But when I met him, see, I had not known that the CD was out. And he asked me what my name was. And I said, Eileen. And all of a sudden he stopped and he had a, he has a, a personal assistant named Adam Ross. And he said to Adam, he goes, her name's Eileen. And I was like, this is very weird. <laughs> like, am I in the twilight zone? And I said, look, you can call me anything you want. You don't have to call me Eileen. I didn't get it. But weeks later, I found out why. So, yeah. But he That's was funny. He was intriguing to me and that's and gorgeous and that's why i um 
And that's why I'm a fangirl. And that's why I had to have, I had to have an interview with him. I had to. Yeah. I can totally understand that. I, completely I know that we all it. have our dream interviews. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Tim and I actually host another show together along with our third co-host, Nick. We also host the Funny Science Fiction Podcast. And we've talked with a lot of actors and voice actors on that show. So I found it interesting to find out that you're a little bit of a Trekkie. Oh, with, my God. With my... some pretty notable writing credits. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. I started as a Trekkie, actually. And I used to write for a magazine called the Giant Star Trek Poster Magazine. And it came out every month. And then uh, Valentine approached us along with Paramount and asked us to do the Star Trek, the, the Star Trek Federation medical manual. And at the time, I think I was 16 and I just started nursing school in college. And I was the only one that had medical knowledge. So they're like, Eileen, you have to do this. You have to write. <laughs> so I did. See, I, I love it. That was actually where I was going was how did you land such a cool job? That is, that oh is really God. cool. Actually, I was... Not actually a fan so much of Star Trek, but a fangirl for um, Leonard Nimoy or Miss Gordon. I'm not sure which, but I liked one of them. So um, I discovered a store in the city at that time called Federation Trading Post. And it was a whole Star Trek store. So, of course, I had to go in it. And uh, the guy that owned it and I became very good friends and then writing partners. So that's pretty much how. And then we all went to the conventions. I used to do the... Um, the question and answer, like the trivia quiz things um, on these big conventions, which was cool because some Star Trek fans can tend to be a little bit, I'm not going to say nerdy, but a little <laughs> bit detail-oriented. <laughs> they a little detail oriented. <laughs> yeah. Just a little bit. <laughs> so it was kind of fun. Here I was, you know, in love with Leonard Nimoy, not really that much in love with Star Trek, but it was fun. I had a blast. So I'm just over what here you... with my my checkoff punk, my checkoff uh, Funko Pop. I was like, I couldn't tell which one you'd held up there, but I knew it was something Star Trek related. <laughs> he's, he's cute, but for some reason, my green screen wants to project onto his yellow shirt, which makes me sad. But he's so cute. He's purple. <laughs> so I, I have a, a secondary question uh, coming from uh, Kathleen's question there about that. So. Did you have access with, you know, like carte blanche access through with Roddenberry and and all of because CBS tends to be a little tight fisted when it comes to anything Star Trek related. You know, how much of your their blessing, Paramount's blessing, did you have with this? It all had to be approved. And, and they came they came to me. So right. it wasn't something that I had to say, oh, please let me do this. They came to us and we did it. And um, Paramount, of course, approved it. And then Valentine wound up distributing it. There's actually um, two editions. One was one we put out by ourselves first with Paramount's Blessing. And it's a, a white version. And it's very rare if you see it on uh, eBay. But the other one was actually done with, by Valentine Books and, um, and distributed by them. So it was, it was kind of cool. I mean, I, I never met Roddenberry, believe it or not. I've seen, I saw him like in the conventions and waves, mm -hmm. but um, from afar. Um, but he never really he never really got involved with with merchandise that Paramount put out, to my knowledge. That, okay. that I, um, as, and especially as far as our merchandise, 
And um, years and years later, matter of fact, the last Star Trek movie, they actually used my book as a reference for um, Vulcan Anatomy or something. That was oh, that's fun. cool. Yeah, I got to interview the director. Um, and um, yeah, <laughs> that was kind of cool. So, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, but that's I, awesome. But I never, I never got into, I, I wrote the book, I designed the book, edited it, whatever you want to call it. And then after that, it was out of my hands, so. Understood. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I asked that because on Funny Science Fiction, we had the opportunity early on to interview uh, a, a fellow by the name of Dayton Ward, who's a, he does a lot of the um, extended universe writings for mm -hmm. Star Trek. And he also does some work on their uh, Lower Decks TV show. Um, and, you know, talking with him about how, you know, how into it uh, the fact checkers and everything gets and, and all that kind of stuff. It was kind of an interesting process. So I was just kind of curious about that, what your experience was, but that makes sense to me what you, you know, what you said there. So. Well, my very you ever in life of a celebrity ever was Leonard Nimoy. So, I mean, I, I did it for, I didn't do it for the money or any, I just did it for the glory. So um, most of the time, the magazine wasn't all that factual because it didn't have to be. It was more profiles on, on you know, the actors and actresses. Sure. It did Star Trek, but um, the book had to be a little bit more, you know, centered. Yeah. yeah. But hey, if you're going to get a start, started in a career of celebrity interviews, what a way to start with Leonard Nimoy. Yes. So uh, everything I've read about him was just he was an incredibly kind and gracious man. So. That what a way to we, get started. We interviewed Robin Curtis as well, and she talked about how amazing he was, how sweet he was. He was the nicest man on the planet. He really was. And very, because here I was, a 16 year old girl. I kept him on the phone an hour. When I finally did get to meet him, he goes, I remember you. We did that very lengthy interview. <laughs> <laughs> you made an impression. That's great. <laughs> no, that's cool. So you were not soon forgotten. Excellent. All right. So, Eileen, I'm kind of curious about uh, other portions of your career because you've been kind of all over the map as far as what you do, what you've gotten to do, the people that you've been able to talk to, experiences that you've had, um, and even just a cursory look over your your uh, social media accounts kind of shows people all the things that you do and and the things that you have the ability to be involved in. But I'm curious, though, out of all the things that you do, if you had to choose just one portion out of your portfolio, if, you know, you had to choose something whether it was a, being a journalist, a celebrity interviewer, uh, author, or having to do something with PR, public relations, is there one of those things that, that you feel is, out of all of them, is takes first place for you and is the, the thing that you do best? Um, well, I love doing PR and I love my clients and I love all the people I meet to death, but I am a writer. You know, so that, I guess, if I, if, like, God came down and said you had to pick one, it, it would be that. I guess, but I mean, I love, I love writing, but most of the stuff I write is about my clients and relating to PR. So, you know, I have the, the best of all worlds. <laughs> you do. I, I will, I will admit to that. I am like the person on the planet. I really am. Um, and I use the law of attraction. I just think of someone I want to interview and the next day or a couple of days after, or in Adam's case, six years after it happens. So. There you go. Well, you know, I, I'm a firm believer of uh, if, you know, uh, there's no such thing as a stupid question. If you don't ask, you don't get. I so, you know, um, the worst that somebody can do is tell you no. You know, I'm, I I send out interviews, for you know, requests all the time. People I would love to talk to. 
don't always get them. Sometimes you do. I'm always stoked about the ones we, that say yes, because everybody that I, there's not a single person that we've requested to have on this show that I, that we've taken on just because there's always a reason why we want to talk to them. There's something special about that person that, that people uh, who follow pop culture and, and who want to know more about pop culture uh, would be interested in hearing about. And so I'm always stoked when somebody goes, yeah, we'd love to have, you know, be on the show. And this person would love to be on the show, um, you know, and then Kathleen gets my excited, you know, text message of, oh, my God, they said yes. So. Uh. <laughs> so speaking of your clients, we've done interviews with a lot of them lately. Uh, Leland Sklar, Stephen Perkins, April Rose Gabrielli, Randall, Randy Edelman. I mean, these are some big names that we've gotten to talk to just because of you. But have you considered taking some of your your clients and forming them into your own super group yes mm -hmm. matter, of, matter of fact we just had a huge event in new york and i was trying to get uh randy edelman to play with leland Scott because they have played before mm -hmm. okay. and it just didn't work out because leland's wife was sick or whatever but i always try to do that i i always get scott page from pink floyd to to play with all these people yeah we do it all the time i mean it's not even a dream we, we do it we do it. We do a jam. We, whatever. We had a jam. We had a party in April at uh, Su Wong, the designer Su Wong's house. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I, I had Scott Page there. I had Will Champlin. Um, his dad is is Bill Champlin from Chicago. Mm -hmm. uh, we had. I had Kenny Arnoff there. Super super huge drama. I had Chris Wise from Hollywood Vampires. Mm -hmm. I had. Ron Moss from Players, just a whole bunch of different people that, that were invited to this party and actually came. And they all jammed, different ones at different times. It was great. It was, I do that all the time. That is so cool. Oh. It was so funny when I was, I mean, my, I'm going to be honest, my husband writes my questions for me because I don't have time usually, which <laughs> seems bad since he's the one that has a job outside of the house. I just stay home with a three-year-old. But he, he has a tendency to, to write the questions for me. So when he said that one, and I'm like, do you really think she would get her clients together to form a super group? Yes, yes, she would. <laughs> I love when my clients um, collaborate. Like like this event I had, I had all of my clients. I had all of them. And it was the weirdest event. I mean, it was a charity event. Um, it was a 9-11 tribute thing. Mm -hmm. And I, I had everyone from Felipe Rose, who was the original um, Native American. I got to say it right. Native American. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, for the village people, yeah. And then I had a whole bunch of um, electronic rockers, and then I had Randy Edelman playing classical piano. And by the way, he was the hit of the night. I had, I mean, I had all these like punk rockers, and everyone gather around the piano with Mickey Burns, who's the host of Profiles, uh, you know, a twenty-year talk show, television show. Yeah. All together, I had Joey Belladonna from Anthrax. I mean, it's a thrash metal group. I had him singing the Star Spangled Banner along with my client Rocky Kramer, and along with mm -hmm. my no, his name is Frank, but we just call him No. And, I, and the, everyone jammed together. It was great. I love when I, I love when all my clients meet each other and have fun with each other. That to me is like it's heaven because you know why? I get to be there, and I don't have yeah. to be there and there i get to be in one place so it's great that's, yeah, that's awesome, awesome. Mm -hmm. and again only slightly jealous all <laughs> right so <laughs> but actually uh your answer there is a perfect How lead into to my clients? next exactly uh <laughs> so your your answer there is a perfect lead into my next question um 
your list of clients is, is absolutely stunning. It's an amazing list of people. And the great thing is, is that you don't have just one genre represented. And that's the thing I think I love most about, about working with you and, and having the opportunity to talk to people from all different walks uh, in, in the celebrity world. You know, a lot of times some of the other PR reps that I've, I've talked with and, and dealt with in the past, they have, this is what they do. And this is this person, this, this type of thing. This is the one, the one thing, you know, they specialize in. Uh, but I don't see that being a thing so much for, for World Star PR. So when it comes to taking on new clients for World Star, uh, what's the criteria that you guys look for in a potential client, somebody who's going to, uh, you know, that you're going to put your work into, you put your back behind and, and push them forward? Well, the deal is everybody deserves to rise, to be elevated. Everybody does. I mean, even if they're not all that talented, they deserve a chance to prove that they are or aren't. So when you say criteria, they just have to want PR. They have to want exposure. We've never, I mean, we've never fired a client. We've declined one or two because, uh, but, but they've always, they always were a client originally. And then for some reason we couldn't work with them because they didn't get along with the podcasters or their schedule, or we didn't feel it was fair for us to take their money and, and they were never around, you know? Sure. So there's no real criteria. And um, most of our clients, most of them, I become actually like good friends with, like real good friends with, you know, like I, I talk to them almost all my clients, almost every day, or at least, you know, every week. And I, you know, everyone gets text or whatever, at least once a day or whatever. Jimmy, Jimmy doesn't, Jimmy, my partner doesn't do it all that, all as much because he, um, number one, he has a show. And number two, he, um, he does all the press releases that have to get out. And I, I do all the other writing, but I don't edit or anything. I just, there you go. <laughs> and he has to edit all my nonsense, um, you know, all my words, even though it has auto spell correct. But that's okay. That's perfectly okay. <laughs> <laughs> but it's good when you find somebody that you can work with like that who can take your nonsense and turn it into something that is no longer nonsense. <laughs> which is which is why I have Kathleen. There you go. <laughs> and that's why I have John, who's our editor and my my question writer. It's what I need. <laughs> I love it. it takes Jimmy, three of us, but eventually we will make sense. There you go. Jimmy and I are like one person. Everything we do is is a joint effort. Um, he's just, you know, he he likes to do film and acting and actresses and actors, and I like the music part of it best. So I mean, it works out. And he does. Yeah. He's very technical. I can't even give you my Facebook handle, but he can. So. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jimmy's a Jimmy and Ron are a trip, so he can do everything on Facebook on whatever. I mean, I do Facebook too, but he does Instagram and Twitter and all of that. Mm -hmm. You know, I do it. Facebook, I do. I actually run like thirty-two of my clients' pages, but uh, you know, it's it's just a joint effort, and we we love what we do. Matter of fact, I'm sure positive that it's our fault that there's a pandemic, and I'll tell you why. (laughs) We both wished that we could just be left alone. (laughs) <laughs> put in a hours and just work and then the <laughs> so i take full responsibility i do well yeah, we'll only blame you momentarily months, for the first six months or so it was okay it's getting a little out of hand now 
So, Eileen, the media world has changed so much in recent years with the rise of self-publishing and easy distribution of pretty much everything, books, music, films. But a creative person can't do everything on their own as much as they might want to try. So what are the tangible benefits to having somebody like yourself handle your PR work? Well, first of all, we have the connections to get people's names out there. I myself write to 87 publications globally. And people who are artists are busy. They're trying to be creative. They're trying to create. They don't have the time to do that and go out and, and try and um, elevate themselves. And we enjoy it so much that it just it's just like second nature. You know, it's not a big deal. I wake up, you know, six in the morning and I'm PRing and, and you know, and, and so forth. And it's, it's just, people just don't have the time. I mean, it's a full-time job. Some of my clients alone are a full-time job, believe me. So <laughs> they have like 20, 25 clients usually at a time. So I have 25 full-time jobs sometimes. But, um, you know, they, they all deserve it. And I, I have clients that, you know, that really, really want it badly. And you, you want to make their dream come true. You do. Sure. I mean, you, you just want to do that the best, the best that you can for them. Because, you know, it's a reflection on, on you. And it's like a challenge. And it's like, yeah, mm -hmm. I did it. So, I mean, the benefits are our connections and the fact that we can get your story or your song or your whatever out there. Yeah. In, in I, as I, many places as we can. The more, like, like even if one person watches a podcast, that's one fan more that you have. Right. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I think, too, one of the best examples of that, and just from what I've seen over the last little bit, uh, recently we, we talked with April Rose Gabrielli. And April's what a, one. yeah. What a what a phenomenal talent April is. It just just and I, and I told her I said you know I I her voice to me just kind of blows me out of the water what she's able to do with, with that. But I think you know one of the biggest and I'm not saying that it has nothing to do with her talent, but you guys have really helped position her and, and prop her up and and get her into the right channels in front of the right people and, and doing all these things where she's able to get noticed. Where I think maybe some other independent artists may have struggled to get some of the recognition that she's gotten. But she's, it's also very deserved because of her talent and her ability and everything that she's doing. She's a phenomenal artist. And I really hope that some somebody like her needs to be able to get that type of recognition in our pre-processed pop bubblegum world where it's the same song over and over again, just with a slightly, you know, uh, slightly altered bass line, you know, where it's all these processed lyrics and vocals and everything where you have somebody like her coming along where, where there's an actual voice and talent. It's, it's amazing to see. And so it's good to see her getting, you know, getting the push from you guys that you guys have been giving her. So kudos to her. Kudos, kudos to you guys, too. April's a super talent. And she's she's under, I need to mention this, she's under the management of um, um, MD25 Entertainment, which, which is a man named John Valesco, who everything he touches turns to gold. He, um, he used to manage, it back in the day, Tina Turner. So, I mean, it okay. doesn't look better than that. So, we're, we're, it's not only Jimmy and I, it's a team. It's a team effort. And sure. I, we don't, I don't want to ever take all the credit because, you know, oh, no, it's no. deserving. But, you know, we, we take their lead and do what we can, and they take our lead and vice versa. But April mm -hmm. deserves all talented. 
She was so sweet to talk to, too. She was so polite. Yeah, she, gonna, she, she was a hoot, too. So. Oh, great. She's just great. She's, um, yeah. she's a superstar, totally. And she's going to be a real superstar. You just watch. Like, oh, yeah. Oh yeah, she's climbing. There's, there's no doubt about that. I, have, huh? I have no doubt. Mm-hmm. And it'll be fun too when she does climb. And we're like, hey, look, look at that. We interviewed her first. <laughs> Even when she does, and I say, April, do me a favor. Go talk to Tim and Kathleen again. She will be right there because that's how she is. She is. Yeah, I, I can oh, see I get that, that with her. Yeah. Most of my clients, by the way, are like that. I don't have really have any divas. I have some that are. A little more difficult than others for re- you know reasons, but no one's a diva. No one ever says no to me. No one says, "Oh, only one person watches that show." They just listen to me, and I'm so fortunate because I never have you know altercations with them, and I never have. My biggest problem sometimes is scheduling because I put someone on the show, and then I, they, someone else needed them on the show the same day. So that, I mean, that's my big huge issues, which is nothing. So I'm I'm very lucky. I have like the hugest people like Leland and mm-hmm. Edelman. Like Randy Edelman will go on anything I tell him. And he's like like phenomenal. He's huge. He's a yeah. composer, like a world renowned composer, conductor yeah. and, and film scorer. You know, I have to so say, like- I was so excited when we talked to Leland and we talked about my daughter. She just turned three and he's like, Go give that baby a hug for me. And I'm like, Okay. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, so that's like-, like the coolest. <laughs> He's so like that. He's so like that. He's another one of the nicest people on the planet. You know what? All of my people are the nicest people on the planet. <laughs> yeah, I say, you got... attract nice people. I was say, good people attract good people. That's kind of the way it I, works. I, I absolutely think that's so right. So speaking of people that you've attracted into your, your life, uh, you've covered, uh, I, I'm, uh, well, the, the list is too long to count, but any celebrity or rock star that I can think of, artist and author, you've talked to them, uh, you've interviewed them, you've uh, written all these different articles, you've written books, you've uh, you've you know been part of all these different magazines and and things, and, and there's no sign of slowing down anywhere on the horizon, and I think that's awesome. But with all of that, there comes all that experience. There comes life lessons. There comes things that we've gained along the way that help project us and and, and keep us moving forward into the future. So for you, Eileen, what is the single greatest life lesson that you've learned along the way that helps you each and every day in your work for World Star PR? Um, honestly, it's I read the book, The Secret, and The Secret works because it never not works. That's my life lesson. That's my life lesson to, to everybody. Um, the Secret or the Law of Attraction or whatever you want to call it, you know, you manifest things and it happens. And and. I, that's how I live my life. It never not works. Anything I want. All right. I can go with that. That's solid advice. One more thing. Stay negative. And and that sounds like a cliche or whatever, but negativity takes up so much energy. So never be, never, never go near negative. It just doesn't work. So there you go. No, I like it. Both, both are solid pieces of advice. All right. So Eileen, I have read that you like starting your interviews with a certain question because it helps ease people into this, into the discussion to get them talking. But I want to end with that question. So Eileen, what is your favorite color and why? (laughs) Well, my favorite color has to be fuchsia. 
And why? Like my hair. And why? Because it's the happiest color on the planet. <laughs> and it makes me happy. <laughs> and everybody on the planet, man, woman, dog, looks great in fuchsia. They really do. Mm-hmm. There I haven't tried it yet, but I'll take your advice on that one. No, listen, do it. Definitely do it. I was actually, as soon as you said it, I'm thinking about it. And I'm like, even my redheaded brother-in-law looks good in fuchsia. See, it's true. Everyone looks good in fuchsia. Everyone's, it makes you happy. Certain colors make you happy. See? I'm not against it. I just, I don't think I've ever, I don't think I've ever tried it. So oh, it's I'll try anything once. So yeah, why not? I had uh, actually Randy Edelman, who's, you know, you, you've interviewed him. <laughs> actually, I actually made him do his hair pink, fuchsia. Ooh. And it was temporary, but he did it. And I was, I was like, yes, Randy. And you look great. So, yeah. I actually just got my husband a, a very, very bright pink shirt. About the same color as your hair. But it's got the Golden Girls on it. And they're all wearing sunglasses. And it says, stay classy. I love it. He hasn't worn it yet. Make him but wear he it. has it. I know. I'm thinking tomorrow when he gets home from work, I'm going to be like, this one. You're wearing this shirt today. Kathleen, take a picture of it and send it to me. I will, definitely. Next next company outing. There we go. Yeah, Eileen, thank you so much for being on the show with us today. So this <laughs> is the part that Tim told you about, where you get to talk about yourself. So where can our viewers and our listeners go to find out more about your work and what you've got coming? Okay, well, I do have a website, and it's called EileenShapiro.rocks. And that's pretty much... That's pretty much everyone I've interviewed and all the events that are coming up. I have Facebook. I can't tell you what it is. It's Eileen Shapiro, but I can't tell you how to get I have Instagram, and that I think is Eileen Shapiro 3, and my Twitter I also think is Eileen Shapiro 3. <laughs> um, if you need PR services, we're World Star PR, and I have no idea how to get in touch with us. Um, but my partner, Jimmy Starr, is a good, is a good way because he's all over the place. Mm-hmm. And I think that you guys covered it all, except for one thing. Oh, what my, new, my new book is called Waiting for Billy. And I have not interviewed Billy Idol yet. And he's on my bucket list. So Ooh. if anybody out there has it, and I've met him a million times, but if anybody out there has a connection, call me. Oh, that'd and be when awesome. you get your connection, can you hook us up too? Just, just forward him <laughs> right on over because Billy... <laughs> I have a, I have actually just a quick funny story about Billy Idol because Billy Idol growing up when I was in uh, back in the days of Columbia House and I'm pretty sure I still owe them money for some cassettes. I think everybody does. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> well, I'm I'm positive of it. But you know, one of the cassettes I wanted to get, my mom was going to sign up for it and you know get all the the free cassettes, and she said I could pick one. Uh, this was about the time that uh, his song, you know, uh, his his remake of the song "Money Money" came out. And I, and I really wanted Vital Idol, which was, you know, all these great songs and that was on it. And I was so excited. I told her what I wanted and she's like, okay, that's what we'll get. And I was like, yes, I'm getting Billy Idol. This is going to be awesome. I was so disappointed when she changed uh, the order number and ordered me the monkey's greatest hits. Oh, uh, <laughs> Oof. Dude, I, I was, yeah, I, I mean, I like the monkeys, don't get me wrong, but when you're but expecting I, to get some rock and roll in your life, yeah, <laughs> expecting to get some rock and roll in your life and you get handed, you know, last train to Clarksville, it's a little bit of a downslide. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> oh goodness. So we are going to make sure that we put the links to all of your, we will find your Facebook and Twitter and Instagram for you and link them in their description. <laughs> Thank you. And actually, if people just look up Jimmy Star and World Star PR on Twitter and Instagram, you will find them no problem. Uh, and not only uh, great connection, but uh, Jimmy posts some really fun stuff, cool things to follow and, and along and, and look at as well. All right. Subscribing is the single most important thing you can do to ensure that we get uh, more amazing guests like Eileen Shapiro here today to have these conversations and continue to entertain you. So please subscribe. It's going to help more than we can ever really tell you. And make sure to go check out uh, Eileen at EileenShapiro.rocks. And remember, kids, pop culture, it's all around you. It influences everything we do, every decision we make, every part of our lives. So be sure to come back next week because we're going to have your fix waiting right here for you. Thanks again, Eileen. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Hey, thanks for listening to Pop Culture Addicts. If you're interested in being a guest on a future episode of Pop Culture Addicts, you can reach us on either Instagram or Twitter by using the handle at PCA Pod Show. You can also email us at PCA Pod Show at gmail.com. Thanks for listening. Copyright 2021 Pop Culture Addicts. Reference to any specific product or entity mentioned on this podcast does not constitute an endorsement or recommendation of by Pop Culture Addicts or any of its sponsors. The views expressed by guests are their own, and their appearance on the program does not imply an endorsement of them or any entity that they represent. If you have any questions about this disclaimer, please contact us via email at pcapodshow at gmail.com.